0: Let me ask you a couple of questions first. Yes, sir, absolutely. Uh, I understand that you are uh, interested in World War II veterans. I am. Uh, do you have official, uh, an official business capacity in that, very, or is this a personal? It's personal, but
1: the background story is I was a uh, civilian contractor for the military, yeah. and I was sent to England and worked on a Cambridge American cemetery where many of the men who were killed in action were brought back. Yeah. And uh, we mapped out that cemetery. And, oh, uh, I see. Yes, sir. And okay. I was—I went to Omaha Beach as well and the Normandy. And it's just something that's always fascinated me. Okay.
0: Well, let me just, I'll talk to this thing for a minute. Uh, sure. Okay. My name is James S. Craig. I was a veteran of World War II, the Third Army. And my uh, discharge is recorded in the files of Macon County, North Carolina, which on the back of all discharged at that time, honorable discharges, gives a complete history of the veterans' uh, uh, activities in, uh, and is available for uh, use of antibiotics. Okay. So uh, if I were at home, I could send you a copy of it, but I can't do that. I don't know that I'll be going home because my evaluation uh, could mean that I'm a a, uh, candidate for surgery at 102 years of age or 101 plus. Yes, sir. My birthday is uh, October 17th, 1921. Okay, with that, I would be glad to answer any questions that you have. Yes, sir. And give me, uh, in your interview, give me your full first and last name.
1: Yes, sir. My full name is Jordan Heitch and I'm from here in Alabama. And uh, Mr. Craig, I appreciate you sitting with me.
0: Okay. Well, with that proceed to ask any question you want?
1: Okay, well... First off, I want to wish you a happy early birthday. Well, thank you very much. So you turned 102 in a couple of weeks. Yep, oh. October 17th. Okay, where, where were you born and raised?
0: I was born in Yatesboro, Pensil- Armstrong County, Pennsylvania, uh, which is a uh, small community, mining community in western Pennsylvania. And uh, uh, my youth... Uh, continued in Indiana, Pennsylvania, uh, from which I graduated high school, uh, graduated uh, Allegheny College uh, in Meadville, Pennsylvania, uh, was deferred uh, from the draft until I graduated. And the following which was in June the following uh, October September. I was drafted into the infantry as replacement. Uh, from that point, uh, and my service record indicated my father was a mining engineer, I had no clue as to engineering, but the Army chose to put me in the uh, 652nd Topographic Engineer Battalion, which later became... Attached to uh, uh, in Europe was it was part of the Third Army in this country, but contended to be the base topographic battalion for uh, the Third Army in World War II. That's
1: interesting because I make maps myself. That's what I do for my career. Is that right? Yes, sir. So I, I would love to hear your your input on how you made maps well, during World War II.
0: Well, it, uh, uh, we had three companies consist- uh, uh, made up uh, of the- in the battalion. One was a surveying company. One was the map-making, actual map-making from the suburban mix, uh, the uh, sorties that were flying, uh, flown, and the third was a printing company. Now, these were totally mobile. We moved right with the Army. Okay. Uh, I was in uh, five combat zones. Well, that, that's all on, just on my uh, discharge. But uh, of course, England, because it was being bombed, was a combat belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just moved along in the Third, third Army. Uh, as we approached each uh, combat zone, ever responsible for. Uh, okay, next question.
1: I want to back up. When when Pearl Harbor happened, what was going on in your, in your life at that time when Pearl Harbor was bombed?
0: What was going on in my mind?
1: Yes, sir, and in your life?
0: I had no concern for Pearl Harbor outside of the shock that it originally caused. And uh, because I was <laughs> finishing college, and all the raw, raw stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never thinking that, uh, you know, I knew I was going to be drafted. Yes, sir. Uh, or had been drafted, I was deferred. So I knew I was going wherever they sent me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was sent to the European Theater. My brother, who was a Marine, he was sent to the, uh, uh, the uh, war in the. In, uh, uh, Okinawa, and, uh, he was an officer and, uh, uh, severely injured there, but recovered, lived a rich, full life, uh, and, uh, now is deceased, but, uh, and I'm the last of the, uh, Oh, of this generation of craigs and my pros and are these two boys out here, plus one that's in Florida. Uh, their names were Jim, John, and Tom. All, we overall originated somewhere along the line. They had some uh, uh, relative grandfather's name in their name and they concentrated on Jim or James. My grandfather came over here from Scotland uh, and he and my grandmother landed in Ellis Island on the day that James Garfield was shot as president. My grandmother told my grandfather that she wanted to go back to Scotland and he said, why? I don't want to live in a country where they shoot the president, she said, but she didn't get her wish.
1: (laughs) How was basic training? What was that like for you? Uh,
0: Basic training uh, was uh, a piece of cake for me because I had participated in athletics, uh, uh, both on the college team and on fraternity intramurals. And I was in good shape because I ran a 440 and I was a high jumper. Okay. And uh, so when I got to the infantry training center in Camp Wheeler, Georgia, uh, they found out my background and they said, did you ever play any intramural football? And I said, yes, and the cadre had teams beat (laughs) Uh-huh. of the uh, cadre uh, that played uh, one company after another in the Georgia. And they said, we need a center. Will you play center? So I played center for them. I didn't do any KP or anything like that. And, of course, uh, I had to do some of the athletics, but running and jumping didn't bother me a bit because that was my... My college uh, sport, mm-hmm. 440 and uh, the high uh, jump. <laughs> and it amazes me today that the heights that they jump. Uh, and <laughs> I think I got over, in college, got over six feet about two times. Wow. It was always <laughs> somewhere between five ten and, and uh, 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 six feet, but that's how, but. We didn't have build up landing pits. They had sawdust. And I don't know who conceived the idea that the pit that you landed in should be lower than the land that you're jumping from. And unfortunately, I fell on the shoulder in my senior year, and uh, it re- ruined uh, uh, my love for uh baseball and softball and i never could uh, throw with except underhanded was a shoulder it was my left uh, and i am left-handed mm-hmm. okay.
1: i'm a i'm a lefty too so i uh, oh, that yeah. in common yes sir
0: uh, we have a lot of left-handers in our family
1: <laughs> so i want to jump ahead to england what year did you arrive in england do you remember I re- I re- yes i uh, arrived in
0: england in January of 1945, okay, and I uh, was one of the first discharged after the war was over, and I was home and watching the Armistice Day parade, November 11th of 1946. I spent 22 months overseas, and. Uh, uh, Went through, uh, of course, the bombings, the V bombings in England, and uh, the other combat, certain areas of the Third Army was uh, uh, involved in in the southern part of France. Mm-hmm.
1: You were in England after D Day, correct? Do you remember anything about D Day?
0: Well, D Day occurred while I was in England, yes. Okay. In fact, I was. Uh, we were doing a survey job, uh, trying to do uh, find out where they were sending these V bombs over from, and we figured that they were sending them from railroad cars along in the coast of France, but we were trying to get it down to a detail where they could uh, find out exactly where there was. Where they were, so that they could bomb them from uh, from the air. Uh, in the meantime, uh, D-Day came along, mm-hmm. and uh, of course that uh, slowed that somewhat down because uh, uh, between that time and uh, uh, the, between D-Day, D-Day and uh, uh, the time I got over to France, there was about a 10 mile front. Okay. And uh, 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 that did diminish somewhat, but they later de- developed a more sophisticated uh, high velocity uh, bomb than the original uh, V bomb would. Uh, and they were launching those from in Germany, uh, in France and then as they retreated they kept harassing the, the uh, uh, English people with the bomb. But the original bombs were uh, very slow moving. Their engines were very small. Mm-hmm. They moved slow. and But they had uh, pretty good direction. They had TARDIS in mind so that and I don't know how they controlled them by, by radio or what, but when they reached a certain point, the bomb would just put 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 put, put and start down and explode in an area. I had, I had one uh, that came very close to me in the uh, few gardens, and uh, I had another one that came close to me uh, across the Thames River, which blew up a... A total boat, uh, boat basin, and I had had uh, drank beer with a couple the night before. This was on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, the couple; she was American. No, he was American. She was British, and he had married her. And they lived on a boat in this boat basin, and one came down right in the middle of the boat basin just demolished all of the boats in there with the people that lived on them. Uh, Very few of them were seriously injured. She, her husband wasn't hurt at all, and she had two broken arms and two broken legs. I visited her in a local hospital the next day and found out that she had survived. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, any more of you? I have any questions on? Uh,
1: yes, sir. I've got a few more. Uh, you talked about surveying, trying to figure out where these V bombs landed or uh, being shot from. How did that? What was that process like? Do you remember how you surveyed that?
0: Well, that, the survey company uh, was another company. I didn't have anything to do. Okay. I, I was a first sergeant of the map making company. Okay. And the basis of all their training was uh, uh, Coast and Geodetic Survey with the federal government. Mm -hmm. In fact, our uh, uh, senior uh, Master Sergeant actually had worked in Washington with the Coast and Geodetic Survey. So so he, he had all of the planning to do to accommodate the Third Army in the topographic uh, development, but uh, uh, well, you, you're familiar enough with this that you know that uh, uh, as a part of the topographic web, they fly, would fly sorties and take pictures of the area that you want to map. Mm-hmm. and then. They had guys that sat around and tore the center out of each picture and made a mosaic. Yeah, and it was 36 by 36. Now, uh, uh, and we made those maps. In addition to that, we inherited George Patton as the head of the Third Army there. And George Patton uh, had one deficiency, and that was that he had no depth perception for the contours lines on a map. Hmm. So we had to make these uh, actual 36 by 36 uh, models of the area that they had mapped Okay. Because he couldn't tell whether it was everything was flat <laughs> yeah. to him. He couldn't tell the, the and, elevation and he had a trailer and uh, in which as we made these things he uh, uh they slid right in and when he was in an area that they were, were gonna uh assault, uh, he'd be there with his with him pulled out looking to see, you know, <laughs> Oversee with his assistance, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So today we have all this technology with map making. What was the, the tools like? How did you make a map at the time?
0: Well, we had uh, all the printers, and uh, first of all, we made the uh, uh, mosaic, which, as I told you, was torn out these little portions of the. Of a sort of flight. Yes, sir. And those guys put that together, and it was pasted on these uh, uh, white uh, uh, boards, thirty-six by thirty-six. Then uh, they would make an overlay of everything that was on that thing. Now remember, this is all black and white, mm-hmm. and uh, they would put the buildings in the roads all the data that would go on a normal, like a coastal geodetic uh, thing. And then after they did that, they photographed it. It was then sent over to the uh, uh, printing company, which uh, would take it, re-photograph it, and, and finish it off by printing the thing, making it available to the... Uh, uh, those people in, at headquarters, plus those people that were going to be uh, involved in the assault that the Southern Army was going to make. Okay.
1: That's really interesting. Which uh, beach in Normandy did you land on?
0: I never can remember whether it was, uh, uh, what, what, what was it, Normandy and Idaho and… Yeah, Omaha Beach. Nor- Normandy. You- Normandy was… Primarily uh, under the jurisdiction of General uh, Montgomery, I believe. And in other yeah. words, right next to it, of course.
1: Utah oh, Beach? Huh? Utah Beach, maybe? Yeah, I think that's the question.
0: If I was at home, I'd bet booklets would tell me all oh, this thing, but I can't uh, I can't give you that, was, but I think it's close to you've you got it there it was not Normandy. okay that, that, that was first Army uh, for the Americans and then the Army under General Montgomery. Uh, those were the two primary assault routes for the Normandy invasion.
1: Once you arrived in France what what were you doing? What were you doing when you arrived in France? what was your role? What was my role? Well, your role, your job in France. Oh, my, my job,
0: I was the first sergeant of the, uh, uh, of, of, of the, of of the headquarters company of uh, the Okay. The first sergeant, in other words, that's the highest rank uh, office in the company, non-commissioned, okay. I was discharged uh, and only served in a very limited number of months as a sergeant major, which was the head of the uh, uh, whole battalion. Uh, And that was uh, the highest rank I had. Of course, it was the highest non-commissioned rank in the battalion. And that was in, as I told you, uh, well, uh, it, the process started in October and ran over into uh, November because I had to come back. Well, first of all, we uh, we came back, came out, and, uh, and boarded ship in uh, Lahore, France uh, we took the first flu shots uh, which was a live virus at that time and made everybody sick for about 24 hours mm-hmm. uh, we were delayed a few days because of rough seas and they couldn't uh, we couldn't board we came back on Liberty ships uh, I was discharged and uh, I mean I was uh, landed in uh, uh, boston uh was shipped back to my uh original uh depart uh, spot which was indian town gap pennsylvania put on the train sent back to johnstown my parents picked me up and i was back a civilian yes sir in the meantime after that uh, the government was uh good enough to uh, filled in my vacation by uh, letting me attend law school, so my profession is actually law, but my uh, my uh, uh, avocation or my my vocation was 30 years in the trust banking business in Florida, and, for, uh, and uh, I was. Uh, uh, Deeply involved in the uh, uh, branch banking innovation in the state of Florida because it, up until that time we had no branch banking, okay. and uh, I was as head of the trust department. I was uh, 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 very active in the legislation to what uh, the banking legislation that went before the the uh, uh, Florida, uh, legislature, and that was back. I went to work for them in nineteen fifty-four. January of fifty-four. Spent thirty years with them, uh, with the banker that I was uh, with, and uh, took early retirement sixty-two. What else you got to so see? You- Am I leading you too far no, off?
1: No, sir, you're not. <laughs> I was going to ask a couple more questions on World War II. Uh, when the war ended, you were back home, is that correct? Were you still no, in? No. I was
0: in, uh, when the day it was announced, I was in Bamberg, Germany. Okay. And uh, uh, we were had been given orders to go to Bamberg and set up uh, uh, our unit. For further war, but uh, it ended right at that point, and uh, 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 and instead of going to Bam well, we did go to Bamber and we were there, and the war was over, and they gave us our knowledge. It was was uh, uh, Reston, what they called and something else, uh, where. Uh, the senior men had been there a long time. They took you down to Garmisch, and uh, they let you play golf. They let you go on a sailboat, uh, or they let you go up uh, the Mountain. And uh, they had German waiters in the hotel, and they served us our K-rations okay. <laughs> and tuxedos, okay, and uh, then uh, between that time and the time that I was just, I mean, moved back to, towards the United States, and, and I was like, because I had more service and more combat points. I was in the, the first quarter of people going back. Okay. Uh, uh, we just played softball, and went through calisthenics, and kept mm-hmm. on training because the war in the South Pacific was not over. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, we didn't know whether we were going to, you know, go back. They were going to release us and back home or take us back there, redeploy us, to mm-hmm. because. My brother was injured in the Marines, and uh, uh, he went through. They had Japanese annihilated practically everybody. He had a few men left in his company, Uh, but most of them were either killed outright or uh, injured. He was injured. He was flown back to this country. He went through a... A earthquake and rehabilitation in the Marina Hospital out in California, and uh, was sent to Portsmouth, uh, Virginia, uh, for more rehabilitation, and uh, then they sent him home for a while. Pretty soon he got notice that he was being redeployed with a short leg. Redeployed to China. Mm. At that point, my father stepped in and uh, uh, got on the politicians and uh, got him discharged because he lived with a disability for the rest of his life. Yes, sir. That's okay. True. Next question.
1: I, I said a couple more. Is there a memory that always sticks out from your service? Is... a memory?
0: Well, of course, uh, uh, the biggest memory, which was... Uh, uh, I was, if you were sitting in that chair, I was as close to Patton many days in a week. Really? Uh, 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 but we had, we said, when people say, oh, you were in Patton's army, true Third Army people say, no, Patton was sent to us. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was ordered, but through General Eisenhower, who I personally have met. Uh, when he was in, uh, a general mm-hmm. uh, and later our president. Uh, but that came down from Washington. Uh, my greatest uh, uh, incident, I would say, was that one day in Etain, France, uh, these generals came in to my company to look over water release, uh, uh, release that they had made for Patton, and who was standing across from Patton, General George Marshall, really the highest ranking man in the army, and the author of the of the uh, uh, Marshall Plan, which they put in place to rehabilitate Europe. Yes, sir. And. Uh, he was a wonderful man, but made it up. There was General Walker of the 20th Division. There were one or two uh, people from France that were generals and so forth. And I'm, they're standing over here, all looking over and my little <laughs> desk, which was a portable desk for 1st Sergeant, yeah, was, was over here and I'm standing there looking at these guys. And I thought to myself, Boy, this is a pretty important group <laughs> of them. You're in great company right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. the else, those are personal ideas, but let me say this. I have tell people, torpedoes were shot, at the same, same thing that I went over. I was bombed from the sky. And I was shot from the ground, shot at from the ground. And I was very fortunate to never get one scratch from any form of ammunition. Wow. And uh, uh, I owed that to the man upstairs. Yes, sir. And the fact that the, boys, the training that I had as a Boy Scout that enabled me to become an Eagle Scout the motto was be prepared. I've always followed that motto throughout my life uh, because it was so ingrained in me and it kept me out of trouble. Uh, well, of course, this all occurred. I uh, was, my mother was a school teacher and uh, I went to the school which he taught at and it was always overcrowded and uh, I skipped a grade in college and high school no in grade school. So I graduated from college or high school when I was 16 years old. I went into service, was drafted when I was 21 or uh, 20 years old. And I was in Camp Livingston, Louisiana when the colonel called me in one day, and by that time I was a corporal, and said, did you realize that you were drafted illegally? And I said, what do you mean, sir? He said, the records reflect that you were only 21 years, 20 years old when you were drafted, and you couldn't be drafted before you were 21. He said, now you've got the option. If you can stay with us and, uh, by signing a release, or we can send you back. They will reprocess it. They will re-basic uh, train you, and you will end up, well, by that time I knew everybody in my outfit, and it was made up of uh, 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 skilled, a lot of, a lot of engineers. And who were qualified for drafting, and for any job, for surveying, mm-hmm. and so it was a the elite group. And here's this dummy from college that had a, a degree in psychology that had to be further educated. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, who was placed in this just because? And it, I, I looked at my service record. And, and it says, Father, mining engineer. I knew where they got that thing. And I was happened to be playing football that night when our outfit got the orders as a replacement for the engineers. Mm-hmm. I said, went up and I went, looked in. Everybody's lockers all spit and polish and their packs around the top of it and so forth. I said, where are you guys going? Well, we got orders to go to another camp, captain of Mr. Louisiana. I said, well, they didn't tell me. So I went down to go on the uh, officer that was in charge of quarters. And I said, I want to go with this group. He says, well, we thought you wanted to play football with us. (laughs) (laughs) I said, ought to be long enough to be reassigned, but. I didn't want to be a damn infantry. <laughs> well, then they said, "Well, oh, they sent me off to a special camp that they were creating uh, for the officers' training. They were going to train me as an officer in the infantry." I thought to myself, "Boy, you didn't go to college to let somebody make <laughs> push out in front of a an infantry infantry group." So yeah. And that's that's a side, if you're documenting that, forget (laughs) that kind
1: of crap. (laughs) That's that's interesting.
0: Yeah. I can tell you a lot of stories, but uh, uh, most of them are humorous. uh, They are now, but uh, just because, actually the only people that are in the actual front lines our infantry group, and in in uh, World War Two, they were spread so thin that uh, uh, well, we all carried weapons mm-hmm. uh, and had ammunition, but our primary job was engineering and map making. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, one incident, you no, know, I went up to. They wanted to see, wanted an on-site uh, observation of a, a uh, German uh, group that was across a river. And, uh, and we were standing, our troops were stationed in the, the old Maginot Line, which uh, uh, was in World War I. Okay, And uh, uh, so they were showing us where they were I and mean, we had binoculars and look over there and they were looking at us through binoculars and pretty soon they, they fired a few shots. Well, we jumped in the truck. <laughs> so I was on the back of it, standing up and they hit a bump in my helmet and went down over us. <laughs> the side of the road, I said, stop the damn truck. I lost my helmet. And uh, so I had to get down and get the helmet back on me. That was one thing General Patton was death on. If he caught anybody off with a helmet on that didn't have the, that only had the helmet liner, and without the helmet on, Mm -hmm. he'd break you. He didn't care whether you were a, a captain or a a lowly private, and of course, uh, I was actually interested in having my helmet back because I didn't want to be shot in the head. (laughs) Okay. Well.
1: I think that's wrapped up my questions. That's that's it.
0: Uh, Nice meeting you. And, uh,
1: Mr. Craig, thank you so much. And, uh, uh, I feel like I could sit here all night and talk with you. Well, I'm <laughs> over here for a
0: second opinion on my health. Uh, I've been a golfer all my life.
1: Yes, sir.